While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome. This is South Coast Tonight, Friday night, last hour of the week for me. 508-996-0500 or we'll take your messages on the WBSM app chat if you want to talk. Open phone lines for the rest of the hour. We can talk about whatever you want. We were, we were of course, joined in the first hour by uh, in, the, in most of the second hour by Scott Lang, the former mayor of New Bedford and longtime Democratic operative. He talked uh, about to us about his role in Andrea Campbell's uh, transition team. Uh, who's going to be our next attorney general? He talked to us about his thoughts on Kristen Cinema switching parties from Democrat to Independent. And of course, I played a brief clip from my uh, questions with um, Senator Elizabeth Warren today when I saw her at Durfee High School, and um, and uh, we discussed um, some development with South Coast Rail and his thoughts on making the. Uh, making South Carolina the first stop in the presidential primary for 2024, the proposal that's basically, you know, trying to favor the Biden administration because South Carolina is really where his campaign had taken off in 2020. So um, uh, to that end, you know, when I saw just a little bit about, and you can read more on WBSM.com for the full picture, um, but I went to Durfee High School today because uh, there was an event there, and I, I hadn't seen the new Durfee yet. It is, you know, they built a brand new school. It is quite impressive. Uh, it is a very impressive school. And we went, uh, there was a, uh, basically a, a press event at where uh, Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren had come down. Uh, Senator Markey was supposed to, but couldn't make it for whatever reason. I know he had an event in Newton later that day as well. Uh, and Congressman Jake Auchincloss came down as well, who obviously represents Fall River uh, in the um, in the fourth congressional district, and will represent all of Fall River in January. And Mike Jackman was there from Congressman Keating's office. Uh, Congressman Keating uh, represents Fall River for about another month until the new session, because the new districts were drawn. So what they were there for was celebrating, essentially, the um, they were celebrating uh, in a significant amount of. Um, they were celebrating a significant amount of investment by the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, into the city of Fall River uh, in basically two areas. One area is creating an entire fleet of uh, of 
um, zero emission buses, which are uh, electrical powered. And so they're setting up the infrastructure, the charging stations and all of that. That's about $4 million. And there's a $10 million into um, completely overhauling Fall River's uh, uh, drinking water pipelines. Right. So there's a lot of lead pipes in Fall River, obviously, uh, be, uh, and uh, it's part of, you know, an arcane and poorly updated uh, pipeline infrastructure that they have there, uh, water pipeline infrastructure that they have there. So part of this $10 million, what it's going to do is it's going to identify and replace lead pipes throughout the city. They're going to do a lot of that. So. Um, Warren came, uh, Kloss was there. I saw, uh, chairman of ways and means, Mike Rodericks, um, at the, uh, uh, um, from Westport. He represents Fall River in the state Senate. I saw him there. Carol Fiola, Fall River rep, uh, was, uh, what state rep was there. Um, the, the mass, uh, DEP commissioner who I should have asked, I didn't have an opportunity. I should have asked him about the septic issue, which we'll get into in a minute in Dartmouth. But, um, you know, they were basically talking about why, um, you know, this this investment, these important investments and how they couldn't have gotten done without. Oh, and the uh, uh, David Cash, who was the uh, regional EPA administrator, was there. So they talked about why basically that these investments. Oh, and Mayor Coogan, obviously, why the inv these investments could not have gotten done without Biden's uh, legislative agenda, the quote unquote, build back better agenda, which is basically there's three there's three pieces of leg legislation, I think, that are part of that. But the two like linchpins in terms of all this uh, investment uh, is one, the American Rescue Plan Act, which was basically the first thing they did when they um, the first thing they did when they um, when they got into Congress, uh, when they got a you know, when they got the new Congress and when President Biden was inaugurated is they got the American Rescue Plan Act, which was, you know, a $1.9 trillion uh, legislation um, that made, you know, that gave us all this ARPA money uh, he here in the South Coast and really across the country to help spend it on generational investments. Um, I, you know, like the lead, like the, like the uh, fleet of school buses, like the um, lead pipe infrastructure overhaul in Fall River. Uh, the other, um, the other is the bipartisan infrastructure uh, law, which was passed, again, in a bipartisan way with uh, a good deal of Republican senators and Republican members of the House uh, voting in favor of it, unlike ARPA, where I think they got no Republican senators um, and uh, they got no Republican senators and very few uh, Republican members of the House, if any. So um, you can check that out again. That was I, I, I briefly spoke with uh, Senator Warren about uh, Kristen Sinema's uh, departure from the Democratic Party, um, at least in name. And uh, she kind of just sh shrugged it off. But uh, she just said, yeah, we've worked with independents before. She talked about Angus King and Bernie Sanders. So, you know, Scott Lang and I talked about that a little bit uh, earlier. So um, her comments are there. Those were her first public comments on the matter, as far as I know, because the story just happened that morning and she was just there that morning publicly. So um, 508-996-0500 saying at the program. The other thing I do want to mention, because it's a really important issue, uh, especially if you live in Dartmouth or Westport. Uh, if you have, um, I believe it's the, there's two watersheds, uh, I believe it is the Slocum, 
yeah, the Westport, the Slocum uh, River watershed and Westport River watersheds. Uh, they have been identified by the Massachusetts Department of Environmental Protection, the DEP, as having um, uh, high levels of nitrogen uh, in their in their systems. And this is a this is an ongoing problem. And so the solution that DEP is proposing is um, mandating that there's two one of there's one of two ways to do it, either doing um, basically a town solution. Which will, which could cost a significant amount of uh, money for the town, and the person, in the uh, the other solution, which is to um, uh, bring the burden of that cost to the homeowners to update their septic system, which would be to the tune of what uh, Chris Me showed, who's the director of um, public health in Dartmouth, who I had on my show, and then Tim Moisberg had on his show the next day, to the tune of. $50,000 it could be, although uh, costs may vary depending on the septic system. Um, so that's an important issue. Public comments still available. You can go to, uh, to, to make your voice heard on that. And it, in fact, they've extended the public comment section um, so you can make your voice heard on that. Remember, that's a very important issue. And we got some calls on that. There were some current concerns. Even if you don't live in Dartmouth, Westport, et cetera, um, there, this is a developing, uh, the developing thing right now. It's impacting Dartmouth, Westport, a lot of Plymouth County, and the entirety of the Cape, and I think uh, maybe the islands too, but definitely the entirety of the Cape. And so it can in- impact other areas. Like, I mean, if they found out the Mattapoisett River Valley was one of these high nitrogen areas, right? That could impact us in Fairhaven, Marion, Rochester, Mattapoisett. So it's an ongoing development. Uh, the the solutions that they're proposing are not uh, probably tenable, especially for homeowners, especially in this day and age uh, where um, costs are getting higher, um, things are more expensive, and there isn't really a commiserate, commiserate, um, commensurate raise in wages to, to, meet those, uh, to meet those rising costs. So, um, so you can pu- comment on that. Uh, you can submit a public comment to, I believe it's dep.talks.com at mass uh, at mass.gov and it has to uh, dep.talks at mass.gov the instructions are on wbsm.com actually um, there has been some uh, I mean our, our the state delegation for Dartmouth which is Chris Markey who's a Dartmouth rep and Mark Montigny who's the state senator have taken a leadership on this they've submitted a letter to 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 Masti to to the uh, to Martin uh, Suberg who's the who is the commissioner of Mass DEP? Um, basically, oppo- uh, pro- uh, opposing um, these proposals. Uh, so you can submit your public comment as well. That stuff does really matter. If enough of you speak up on it, you can actually change things. Uh, the the example I'm gonna, and a lot of people do do say like, okay, this is a formality. It's not going to. This is a formality. It's you know you're not going to care. You're just going to do it anyway. You just have to do it by law. Um, that could be true in some circumstances, but in a lot of ways they do. I think a lot of this is like they're testing to see what the public response is and how many people are going to notice. And if enough people 
notice and submit a comment to DEP and you have till you used to have, I think you had till Friday, but that deadline's been extended again. You can check out the, Oh, uh, it's been extended actually a full month to January 30th. So you've got a lot of time. You can even think about it a little bit about what you want to say to mass DEP and you can submit it to them. Um, so, uh, the, the example I always cite with these public comment periods about your vote, uh, your voice mattering in these discussions is the charter school hearings uh, last year. Uh, the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education or the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education had a hearing at uh, Kilburn Mill last year, and it was very well attended. It was very vacuous. Uh, and uh, people really made their voice heard to the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, letting them know that they did not want another charter school, that they had enough charter schools, they didn't want another charter school. And then there was a, you know, a a voracious uh, public comment period where people really made their voices heard. And eventually, those that that charter school proposal never came into fruition never came into fruition because people really made themselves heard. So if you organize around this, if you make yourself heard, especially if you live in Dartmouth or Westport or one of the areas impacted by these watersheds, even if you don't, you could be eventually be impacted by those watersheds because there's, there's other watersheds in Dartmouth that they're testing now. There could be other watersheds uh, around, um, you know, uh, around the city, around New Bedford and surrounding towns. So it could impact you. Uh, and frankly, if you let them just say, okay, well, you got to upgrade your septic system and we'll give you a, you know, a, maybe we'll give you a loan. If you let them get away with that, they're just going to start doing it to everybody. So this is, I think, a good time to really make your voice heard on that. And again, you can find the, you can find the, um, and well, I guess if for whatever reason you support it, you can make your voice heard on that too. You know, um, I don't want to uh, act like I'm trying to steer their conversation here. If you really want to, you know, if you really want to make, if you're really supportive of it for whatever reason, you can make your voice heard on that too. But find that on WBSM.com. You can find that on WBSM.com. Kate Robinson did an excellent job breaking down all of the issues, giving you a complete picture of, of what, uh, giving you a complete picture of the issue and how um, you can respond to it if you want to respond to it. So, uh, and, and, and actually, if you want to hear more on it, you can uh, listen to Christopher Michaud's call into Tim Weisberg this morning uh, or uh, on the podcast, or you can listen to Tim's conversation with him the pre- uh, previous morning, Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. Was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday morning. Or you can listen to my podcast, my conversation with him Wednesday morning, or you can listen to all of it because I think you get a lot of good information there with uh, with Christopher Misha, the public health director in Dartmouth, who's really taken a strong leadership role on this issue. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, there's some there's some app chats that I missed uh, from the last show I was on on Wednesday. And so uh, I think, you know, what I'll do is I'll... I'll I'll uh, I'll answer those, but give me a call if you want, and uh, we'll, I'm going to take this break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500. Open phone lines for the rest of the show. Also taking your messages on the app chat. Just, uh, I mean, recap the week. Um, the week in the week in news. The week in local news. Um, so one of the things that... Um, one of the one of the bigger stories was the first meeting between Hero and Hodgson, which uh, which was a breakfast in Attleboro. Um, you know, the sheriff elect Hero and outgoing sheriff Hodgson, and they began the transition. And they have been working very. It seems like they've been very. It's been very amicable. The conversations have been very amicable. And I said the other night that um, you know I think you know the, some of the comments that were made were basically. Um, some of the comments that were made were basically, so someone asked me, because I said, you know, I think Sheriff Hodgson, you know, despite, you know, a, a close loss and, a, you know, obviously that's, that's got to be, you know, that's, that's got to be painful. Uh, he's moving forward in um, working in the best interest of the, the people in the county and, and trying to make this transition as smooth as possible. And then someone said, uh, you know, um, what if Hodgson had good character the whole time? He, and do you stand by your previous perception of him? Do you communicate that un, unfair? Did you ever communicate unfair and uninform, uninformed opinions of him? I think I've made it pretty clear. I actually think I made it pretty clear throughout the throughout the election that I get along really well with the sheriff. Uh, I think he's been nothing but cordial and polite when he's been on my opinions of him. Uh, you know, my opinions of his politics um, are unfavorable but my opinions of his character like his person I, are, are very favorable because he always made he's always made an opportunity to come in front sit in front of me and take the questions that we've you know that i've asked him and respond to them uh he's always been open for the discussion and he's always been very polite and nice uh and so i you know as far as that goes i think i've always had a good opinion of of him on a personal level uh, someone asked me, where's Ferris? We don't know. <laughs> These are old app chat messages. I'm at, uh, just wrapping up the week in news and, you know, old, some app chat messages I missed on Wednesday. Your last caller was great. Very sharp. But where's Ferris? Uh, yeah, we don't know. Um, Chris and I had, uh, perhaps hypothesized that Ferris could be among the departed, um, you know, during COVID and all that. I didn't heard him since COVID. Uh, the last time I had heard Ferris, he was basically like, uh, what do you say? He he called in one of his his fake voices, and he called my old show, my the Marcus Ferro show that was on on Saturdays. I said Ferris isn't called in yet. He goes, well, that's because he has standards. And so, <laughs> I don't know where Ferris is. I, I I don't know if I don't know if Ferris is with us. I don't know if. Ferris is with us. If he's graduated to the to the uh, ancestral plane, or if he's just, uh, I don't know if he's if he's moved on to to um, uh, harangue another talk show host. So I think those were the app chat messages from the last week. Yeah, those are the app chat messages that I had missed uh, from the from the last show. Uh, 
And then I wasn't here on Thursday because I was at the Town Square Media Christmas Party, which was amazing. Uh, it was the Fun 107 WBSM people, the, the the host, not just the host, but the 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 sales team, the the entire you know the entire team, the people the people that really make this place tick. And it was great to get everybody together. Um, you know, uh, Mark Stutowski, our our um, our fearless leader, said a lot of really nice things about all of us, which I always appreciated. And uh, so I wasn't here next week. Just for a programming note, I'm not going to I'm Monday next week on Monday. There's uh, the Pats game. So you can listen to the Pats here with the number one home for the Pats on the South Coast. When the Pats play, you can hear him here. So Pats games Monday, Tuesday. I'll be here Wednesday. Chris and I will be here in studio and we're going to have a. Um, we're going to have a great guest. We're going to have Ted Nisi from WPRI. Uh, he's going to, he's going to come in. He's, he's a regular guest on the show. Uh, he was a regular guest on Chris McCarthy's show. Uh, you can see him on channel 12, uh, all the time and he's just excellent. And so we're going to have a lot of fun with Ted Nisi in studio on Wednesday, Friday, Santa's going to be here. Santa Claus himself, literally Santa Claus is going to be here in studio with Chris and me. And so f- from seven to eight, Santa Claus is going to, um, this is a great event put on by the fire department, uh, the New Bedford firefighters union um, that sponsored this event. We're really happy about it. And what we're going to do is basically we're going to, we're going to have Santa in. He's going to take calls uh, and you get to, uh, you know, you or your your child um, get to ask Santa for a present. Isn't that great? You can ask Santa for a present here on South Coast tonight. We're really excited about that. We've been working on that for months, trying to get in contact with Santa. Obviously, he's all the way up there uh, in the North Pole. It's a little difficult, and he's obviously very busy uh, this time of year. But he's made the trip down to South Coast tonight on Friday, De- uh, December 16th at 7 p.m., he wants to hear your toy orders or your 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 child's toy orders to so have them call in and 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 give them your uh, give them your toy request. We're really that's going to be a lot of fun being here with Santa. We're really looking forward to that. So that's the program that we've got on for the next week week and a half, and uh, definitely look uh, definitely look forward to that. You know, I think I was thinking more about I was thinking more about oh you know the other story that happened this week. A lot of the Ward Three City Council race. I have a few. I have a few profiles on the candidates that you can check out. Uh, I've had profiles on Robert Cabral, um, Robert Cabral, uh, Kathy Daner, uh, Robert Bromley, and Jake Ventura. Um, so you can check that out on WBSM.com. It's a really good race. There's seven candidates, and they they've all um, they're all they all from what I've seen, the ones that I've been able to look into ha- all seem to be very qualified, uh, very qualified field of candidates. So it should make for a very good race. Uh, and again, that preliminary is January 24th, the general's February 28th. I've invited everybody on that's in the race. If they come on, we'll talk to them and I'll write a profile for them. So, um, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye, uh, on that city council race, uh, as well. And, you know, some of those questions around Jake Ventura's residency, he provided a letter to WBSM to Tim and Kate, uh, and that letter was then 
published on a story by Tim Weisberg that you can find on WBSM.com. It was basically a response to Jack Spillane's column in, uh, on the New Bedford Light about Jake's residency and the conversation that Tim and J- uh, Jack had had in Jack's regular Monday segment, which is a must listen, I think, if you're into local politics. And so uh, you can check out uh, the the complete comments you can check out the complete comments uh, on that there. Uh, I've made my commentary on it. Uh, my my commentary is it's just I think it's a matter of how well Mr. Ventura communicates his platform with the residents of Ward 3 and how much they decide uh, whether or not that's an issue. And if they do, then he probably doesn't win. Uh, but um, I guess it's just a matter of we'll see. Uh, we'll see on that. But 508. 508- is how you can get on the program. We're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Just some things that I'm thinking about. I've been thinking about today. The one thing I'm thinking about is, is uh, cinema's change to, uh, to independent. You know, if you look at the, if uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, mayor Lang said, it's a, a matter of electoral survival. The, the map in 2024 does look tough for, Democrats. Um, it looks really tough for Democrats. And so if cinema changes, the thing is, is you've got cinemas up for reelection. That's a state that could go either way. She barely got reelected the first time. They did elect Mark Kelly this time. Uh, Mark Kelly's an astronaut, I feel like. And he ran against a very, very bad candidate. Um, uh, and then you have Joe Manchin in West Virginia. He's running for re-election. He got re-elected in 2018, but that was a great year for Democrats, and you didn't have a presidential race on the top of the ticket. West Virginia, for a long time, did have Democratic governors and Democratic senators. Uh, Up until fairly recently, they had a Democratic governor and two Democratic senators, despite voting Republican in every uh, presidential election they had. Uh, Who was it? Not Max Baucus. Who's the other guy? They had Manchin, Robert Byrd. Uh, I believe Manchin took Robert Byrd's spot. Robert Byrd was the president pro tempore of the West Virginia uh, of of the entire Senate, and then uh, had passed away. I believe Manchin took his spot. I can't remember the other West Virginia san- uh, senator. I will try to think of it. Um, I will try to think of it as I'm on on the air. If you're if you're interested in that at all, but the Senate map is tough for Democrats. They got to defend West Virginia. They got to defend Arizona. They have to defend Michigan, uh, and they have to defend Wisconsin, where Tammy Baldwin is. Um, so those, those are a few swing states, uh, states that had at one point voted for Trump in 2016, uh, states that voted for Trump in twenty in 2020. Uh, also, Ohio, where Sherrod Brown is. Uh, Sherrod Brown is a longtime senator from Ohio. Um, he's He was last reelected, I believe, in 2018. Again, that was the wave year for Democrats, but now Ohio has moved into being a pretty solidly red state. And so Brown has to defend his seat, and I think he's going to have a difficult time with that. So Cinema, I think, you know, she might, she was thinking maybe she got, she'd get primaried. She is bucking, she's definitely been bucking the trend on a lot of, like, she, she has been, uh, holding up, she's been one of the senators holding up some of the major policy, um, major policy goals of the Biden administration, right? And the difference between someone like Manchin, who's Manchin's like maybe the best Democrat you're going to get in West Virginia, 
in Arizona, that's a state that's trending blue. It's kind of like what Virginia was in like the early 2000s or uh, mid to late 2000s till now. It's trending blue. And so they actually have an opportunity to primary uh, Kristen Cinema to her left, even if it's slightly to her left, and uh, get and win the general election. If Cinema runs as an independent, she doesn't have to deal with a primary. And then you're basically daring the Democratic Party to run against her and split the vote. Right? That's what she's doing. I think that's what she's doing. She's daring the Democratic Party to run against her and split the vote. I don't think it's because she had a change in heart and all of a sudden she's like, hmm, I'm an independent person now. I don't think that's it at all. I think it's because that's it's a matter of electoral survival, not necessarily from the Republicans, but it could be part of that, but it could be just from the Democrats as well. Famously, Joe uh, Joe Lieberman, who was a senator from Connecticut, he was the he was a senator from Connecticut. He was the um, uh, vice presidential nominee for Al Gore in two thousand. He was actually going to be the vice presidential uh, vice presidential nominee for John McCain. But uh, in in 2008 as well, when he was an independent, because him and John McCain were famously very close friends, along with Lindsey Graham. But uh, the um, but the campaign had actually persuaded McCain to to go with Sarah Palin instead, which a lot of people largely see as a mistake. <laughs> but uh, Lieberman was primaried uh, successfully in. I want to say 2006, he was primaried uh, to his left from a Democrat, and that guy won the primary. Then Lee Brennan ended up just running as an independent and winning the race, split the vote three ways, and won the race. And so he caucused with the Democrats still, but he was still a thorn in their side. He jammed up a lot of um, things in the Obama administration that they needed full 60 votes for, and they couldn't really do much about it. So this could be a similar situation here where... You know, she's thinking either she can split some votes or she's just daring the Democrats to run a candidate in Arizona and uh, and lose that seat permanently because she is still going to caucus with the Democrats anyway. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Also, take your messages on the WBSM app chat if you want to chime in on the conversation. Also, open phone lines, basically, whatever you want to discuss for the final few minutes of the week don't always always remember that tomorrow we have our weekend warriors um we have we have ken Pittman in the morning and we have brian thomas in the morning we have jess machado in the afternoon we have jose matos midday uh for money matters and uh we have jim phillips uh on sunday for town square sunday i love all those programs i i you know when i wake up in the morning on saturdays i put on wbsm I'm listening to the, the programming Basically, throughout the day, as I'm going out, I, you know, if I'm out and about doing my, you know, doing whatever, if I'm just kind of lounging around, maybe watching college football, I'll, t- I'll typically have WBSM on either on my phone or on my actual radio. Uh, the weekend pro- programming is great too. That's how I started. I really enjoyed doing the weekend stuff. It was like an extra, you know, like bonus content for people. And I think uh, a lot of people really enjoyed having that local talk throughout Saturday and Sunday with Town Square with Sunday with Jim Phillips is always great because. Um, it's always nice. Like Sunday, I like to, you know, I'm always into watching football. So I like to get out and do a little Sunday drive, get a coffee, just kind of drive around, maybe cruise down Skana Connect or something. And Jim always has interesting conversations with community leaders who are doing a lot 
were doing a lot of good stuff out in the community. You know, I remember him having someone from the Fishing Heritage Center. Um, you know, he has Jack Spillane on once a month. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, um, the executive director of the Zyterian. So there's a lot of good content there. And so, um, you know, our programming always goes into the weekend and really uh i think it's you know something that's unique to to talk station uh local talk radio stations um and something that i I hope you um i hope you you enjoy so all right listen i gotta take this break i'll be right back 1420 wbsm can now be heard on 99.5 fm you wash your hands get breaking news alerts stream audio Send us text messages and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you get in the program. Just closing out uh, Friday night here. Um, You know, a lot that happened this week. Probably a lot that will happen next week. Again, just a reminder of our programming. Tomorrow you've got uh, Brian Thomas. Uh, uh, Ken Pittman, Jose Matos, and Jessica Machado. Sunday, you got Town Square Sunday. Monday, we won't be... Monday, Chris and I won't be in because we have... Monday, Chris and I won't be in because we have um, the... uh, What's it called? Um, The Pats game. We have the Pats game on Monday, so we won't be in. Tuesday, we'll we'll be in. Wednesday, we'll be in. Uh, We'll be in with Ted Nisi on Wednesday, which I'm really looking forward to. And then Thursday, we'll be in. Friday uh, is the... Friday is the... uh, Is is when Santa's coming to town. So just keep that in mind. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of just... I think I've said everything I need to say. I guess a couple of things. Uh, you know, if you're looking for some TV shows to watch, uh, I've recently been. I recently watched Yellow Jackets, which is an absolutely amazing show that's available on Showtime. And I highly suggest if you need something to binge, I highly suggest you watch that. Uh, if you're familiar with the story Lord of the Flies, it's very similar to that. It's very, it's riveting. It's well acted. It's tightly written. It's an incredible show. The other show uh, is is a, a mini series called White Lotus on HBO, um, and it's sort of a dark comedy uh, about um, you know like a murder that's happening at a hotel. It's really, really. That's also really, really good as well. Um, other than that, there's been kind of a dry spell for TV shows. I feel like, but I don't know. Five zero eight nine nine six. 0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus, I'll be real quick. Sure. I'm sad about the Brazilian game. Why are you sad? Well, Neymar should have shot the first penalty kick in uh, the shootout, and they didn't give it to him. He would have broke Pele's record for the most goals uh, in the history of the national team. And he didn't get a chance to to, to shoot because uh, the numbers went the other way, and Croatia beat Brazil in overtime. Uh, and uh, that was a mistake by the coach because not only the record, but if you score first, it puts pressure on the other team. Right. And uh, that didn't happen. So that that was a mistake. Uh, probably the only mistake in the whole game. It was a great game. Uh, now you've got uh, Argentina doing the same thing to the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be the Netherlands and Argentina. And, of course, 
the Madeiran place tomorrow. And uh, Morocco's got it. It's going to be a hostile crowd because they're, they're showing up for Morocco over there. And uh, hopefully Portuguese uh, team can, can get through. And uh, uh, hopefully they score early. If they score early, then you'll see a little bit of uh, dissension occurring in Morocco. So, so let's let's say let's say Portugal wins. How many more games would they have to win to 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 get to the World Cup? They would play the winner of France England, and then then they go right to the finals. Wow! Yeah. So two more games. So they could do and, it. Uh, oh yeah, they're, they're they're poised. Every team there right now is poised. Oh. And uh, anybody can beat anybody. France is still the favorite. Uh, but you never know what's going to happen in the English game. Uh, injuries could occur, yellow cards, right. you know, that, that kind of stuff. So uh, right now, I, I think France is, is is probably the pick. But the way these teams are playing, you know, a lot of the powerhouses are gone. And there's little things that happen during the course of a game that catapult teams uh, to, to the next round. So... Uh, we will be interested naturally watching the, both games tomorrow. And uh, then the uh, semifinals start next Tuesday and then the final on the 18th. Yeah. Well, looking forward, looking forward to that. I hope, I mean, I think this would be, it'd be quite the event here if Portugal was able to make it. Oh, at my least make it. oh my goodness. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember when they won the Euro Cup, that was like yeah. a huge thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. And they got the potential. They, they, they got just the right blend of players. And again, they can't make any mistakes. And uh, I'm surprised that Pepe, he's 39 years old. I, I wasn't big on him, but man, is he having a tournament? Yeah. So that's that's been good too. Anyway, I just probably filled up a couple of minutes for you. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. <laughs> appreciate that, Tom. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, now I have a commercial, so that was that was good. Um, uh, well, one more commercial, then we're finishing out the uh, finishing out the week. The new week. Welcome back. This is South Coast Night. I'm Marcus, just wrapping up the week. Thanks for joining me this week. We had a great lineup of guests. I think we had a really a lot of fun conversation and look forward to doing it all again. Again, we won't be in Monday. We'll be in Tuesday through Friday. So I will see you guys on Tuesday. Thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate it.